Hello and welcome everybody to today's to today's news tonight, episode 168. This is, of course, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests, our lovely patrons, and our amazing YouTube audience to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host for today's episode, Ash Paulson, and today I'm joined by my good friend and GVG co-founder, Derek Bittner, along with our very special guest, Twitch content creator and beloved GVG community member, Shellshock. Shellshock, how's it going, man? Oh, it's going great. Thank you guys for having me so far. Of course, dude. It's it's our pleasure to have you here. It's uh, dude, we've met I'm you so many time at, me. times at PAX. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, and and uh, yeah, we've met several times at, at various shows. I think mainly PAX, and uh, I've had a great time hanging out with you before. So it's our pleasure to have you on the show today. And it's so hard for me to read your name and not every single time in my head hear the the Ninja Turtles voice clip. Oh, oh, shell shock! <laughs> every time I I can't not hear it. Um, so. Uh, you know, before we get into the news, we do have a few things to talk about. But the first thing, Shellshock, uh, everybody already knows what we thought of Indie World this morning because we reacted to it. But would love to get your thoughts on what they showed this morning, what you're looking forward to, how you felt about the show. How are you feeling about Indie World, man? It was fantastic. There was a lot of great indie games that that came out uh, that not only came out today, but also shown off and will be coming out next year. Um, it's a lot of good games that not many people have ever heard of because I love Indie World for the simple fact that they introduce games from all around the world that you've never heard of, and there's always right. something for everybody there. Yeah, this is no, a strong really is. showing. Oh yeah, yeah, agreed. It was definitely one of the better, uh, better Indie Worlds for sure. I mean, I, I I love indie games anyway, so I'm even the less interesting Indie Worlds to me. I'm glad they're out there, and they're as you said, shell shock. They're putting a spotlight on these lesser-known games from, you know, all around the world. And I think that's always so important. But this was definitely one of the one of the stronger ones, in my opinion. And, and I said it this morning. I'll say it again. I kind of want to just hibernate for a year <laughs> so I can just have Sea of Stars as soon as possible. I can't yeah, I, believe how good that game is looking. Yeah. Man, I, I mean, have, it's just... How is that a style. messenger prequel? It, I know, right? Like, like the fact that it's a messenger prequel and it feels like a classic square RPG, especially Chrono Trigger, and the fact yes. that they actually got Yasunori Mitsuda on this, I am so hyped. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Me too. It's it's just like a it's almost like a dream game for me. It's you know, it's uh it's as close I feel like as I'm gonna get to a true, you know, Chrono Trigger esque sequel. Although uh there is that uh oh there's another game that was very Chrono Trigger esque that I played a couple of years ago, another indie RPG. And the name escapes me. Was at the it moment. India? Sure was it one of those me. this uh, Tokyo RPG Factory one? The first one that they no, came it was it was it was true indie. It was no, it wasn't oh, okay. uh, like Lost Sphere or anything like that. I don't know okay. why it's, um, yeah, it's it's evading me at the moment. But somebody in chat will remind me. Um, now, also, uh, I wanted to talk quickly about our 2021 Switch years in review. Uh, because that that's something that Nintendo has been doing annually now since 2019, and it gives you know, it gives you some cool information on your Switch playing habits. And so I, I already got went through mine and Shellshock. I think you already went through yours, but Derek, you haven't even looked at yours. No, right? it's the, it the first time I've seen it. So apparently, I played 46 games this year, and last year I played 47. I don't know how I got to 46. I'll be honest. Mm. Same. I, I'm i a little higher than that. I went uh, 57 uh, up from 55 last year, which I'm not quite sure how I played that many different games either, but sure, I'll, I'll trust the data. What about you, Shellshock? Well, I've played 95 games this year, Woo! and 
And I that's actually down from last year, which was 115. Like, I could understand last year, considering, like, we were going through a pandemic, so I needed some time to play some games. But Right. But mm-hmm. this year, still managed, still managed to play a lot because there was just a lot of games that came out, plus games that were in my backlog that I still needed to beat. Mm-hmm. So right. that's what it all boils down to. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Well, one thing I thought was interesting was that my total Switch playtime was down quite a bit from the previous year. Last mm-hmm. year, apparently, I logged 950 hours, but this year, I only logged 646, which is still a lot, but not, but you know, quite a bit less than than the previous year. And I can only attribute that to what I think was probably just incre- an increase in my PS5 gaming time. Yeah, I, I can oh, see yeah. that as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, because I ended up like just spending about like 1,160 hours this year, which uh-huh. is down from last year. Which last year I spent 1,852. Holy cow! And what? And, and, and last year, a good portion of that was Animal Crossing. Oh, that's of fair. Fair. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm. <laughs> last year, I logged 630 hours. This year, I logged 463 hours. Mm, but so you know, kind of the same trend as me. Yeah, yeah definitely down. Um, but you know, PS5, Final Fantasy 14, a baby. Right. <laughs> yep. That'll that'll exactly. happen. All right. Well, I, I'm pretty sure everyone here probably knows what my most played game, Switch game of the year is. But so let's. I'll save mine for last. Uh, Shellshock. What are your top three uh, play most played games this year on Switch? Let's see. For me, it is Animal Crossing at 151 hours. Then Capcom Arcade Stadium at 83 hours. Ooh, Mo- nice. Yep. And Monster Hunter Rise at 81. Nice. Okay. Very cool. What uh, Capcom Arcade Stadium? That's a that's a good one. I hadn't even thought about that, but that's a, yeah. Old school Capcom games are fantastic. So mm-hmm. good taste there. Uh, my friend, what about you, Derek? I ended up, I'm shocked. <laughs> my number one shocks me, honestly. Uh, Greatest attorney Chronicles at 108 hours. I don't think I spent 108 Ooh, hours. Nice. There's no way I spent 108 <laughs> hours on that game. Like my God, that, that, that does not sound wow. right. Very nice. That is odd. Maybe you left it. You like left I might it have left it on because of tie and whatnot. Yeah. So it's very possible yeah. it got inflated a little bit. That yeah. said, my number two was Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution for 34 oh. hours, which goes straight to Matthew Wong in our Fighter Founder sessions where I had to build up a card um, session. I haven't played it in a while. <laughs> awesome. But uh, yeah, because of that, I have Yu-Gi-Oh! Actually, that's my number three. Number two is actually all because of Amy Fire Emblem Three Houses as she's been streaming that on occasion. So oh, yeah, okay. Oh yeah, gotcha. Well, I'm sure everybody's going to be shocked, or should I say shell shocked, when I say that my most played <laughs> Switch game of the year was Smash, of course, with yes. 167 hours. Uh, no surprise there. That has been my most played Switch game three years in a row now, according to these uh, according to these things. So no surprise there. Uh, mm-hmm. And then bringing up the rear are Streets of Rage 4 with 57 hours and Skyward Sword HD with 56 hours, just barely underneath Streets of Rage 4. I still 4. haven't picked and that up. Streets of Rage 4 yeah. is such a great game. It's always oh, Skyward Sword. it is such a good game. And I mm-hmm. ended up get, like unlocking, most of those hours, I think, came from unlocking every single uh, alternate special move in the Mr. X Nightmare DLC. I could not get oh, enough. Right of Mr. X Nightmare, and I unlocked every single... You I know, remember you being kind of like down on that when you first played yeah. it. I'm not usually into survival modes, and I didn't think I was going to get much out of this, but something... I think it was kind of like my Mario 35 replacement, where it was mm. just that game where I could sit down for 
a little bit and and get a little burst of gameplay but not actually have to commit to anything too too long except for a couple of runs which i was really successful in and it went pretty long but generally yeah. it's just one of those things where you can sit down for a few minutes get a good dose of gameplay and then you're done right so yeah. uh and then skyward sword hd i'd mentioned how much i uh was really enjoying rediscovering the game more than i thought i would on switch and so I haven't quite finished it. Uh, I'm basically at the end of the game, but you know it's a pretty long game, so that explains the 56 hours. But uh, but yeah, and then see what else is there. The, the, the rest of it's not as interesting. Your most played gameplay month. I seem to play the most in August and September. Same here, actually. I, don't know if that's the same as I have three hours logged in December. <laughs> <laughs> really? Jeez. Well, I guess that makes sense given how busy we've all been. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What about you, Shellshock? Well. In, regard, in regards to the games in general? Oh, sorry. No, I mean, which what was your most played month or, or which oh, sorry. Yeah. months trended the... Yeah, let me just pull it up real quick. Um, Yeah, my most played month... All right. Sorry, yeah, because I just accidentally got out of the thing. But most played <laughs> month, according oh, no to this, um, is actually November, which... Interesting. Was, okay. ...was basically me getting back into the Animal Crossing DLC. Oh, yeah. Not that it, that really... That makes sense. And, that makes sense. And according to this, my lease is December, but that's not fair considering the fact that we're still in December. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, and I tweeted this out earlier, but but this is the this is proof positive why I don't need to switch OLED as much as I want one on principle. My time playing in modes this year in the various modes six hundred and thirty five hours in TV mode versus eleven in in handheld. Or yeah, tabletop. that's about right. <laughs> yeah. There's and, just no reason. Yeah. Yeah, because there's just so much, like, so many games that people just play, like, docked. And I'm at the point where it's, like, I have the 2.0 Switch because my first Switch, unfortunately, like, was overheating. So I had oh, to, no. So I had to, um, what I did was I traded it in because GameStop had this deal where you get, like, 200 something dollars credit. So, but they let me system mm-hmm. transfer everything over. This was back in 2019 when the um, 2.0 came out. So... I have that, and I'm fine with that. I don't need an OLED. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm at, too. It's just, as much as I want one, because I want the newest and coolest thing, and I know it has that premium feel, I just don't plan on on uh, handheld mode enough to make it worth it. But, you know, as I start traveling more, you know, if, if you know, by the time I start traveling more, the Switch Pro or 4K or whatever the hell it's going to be called isn't out or announced, then, yeah. then maybe I'll consider upgrading. But just, be, you know, due to the pandemic... I haven't been traveling that much. Um, you know, I only really recently restarted with PAX West, and I will be going to PAX East uh, next year. But other than that, I, I'm going to MAGFest, I guess. But yeah, I'm not traveling that much. It's just not worth it. But yeah. speaking of PAX East, quick PSA for those of you who are interested. PAX East tickets just went on sale yes, today? Yesterday? Today? Either yes, way, yesterday. One, of the, one of those. Yesterday. Uh, so both uh, tickets are on sale and media registration is open. I, I believe our very own Brandon and Daniel have already sent their media reg forms in uh, before me, which I need to get on that. So uh, I make sure we all get in. But I need uh, to yeah. talk to Amy, see if that's a feasibility for me. <laughs> right, right. But uh, we are planning on being there. I don't know which of us uh, you know, will be there on the team, but I'm planning on being there. And it seems as though Brandon and Daniel are going to try to be there as well. So and then hopefully Derek nice. and can and maybe Steve. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah. either way, should be a good time. But yeah. that was a lot of top of the show stuff. Uh, oh yeah, well, Shellshock, are are you going to be at PAX East? I'm hoping so. Um, I, I'm just talking with one of my friends who normally like does panel stuff, but we gotta we gotta make sure to get everything secured. So we'll see what happens. 
Right, right. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, our, our chat is reminding me that, uh, speaking of the Switch OLED, you can win one right here from us at Good Vibes Gaming uh, just by being subscribed to the channel when we hit 75,000 subs. We are giving away a free Switch OLED, so thank you for the reminder, chat. I usually say that at the end of each show, but I'll say it now. So yeah, make sure to hit that subscribe button. You might win a free Switch OLED. With that said, we do have some news to get to, and we had a little bit more to talk about at the top of the show than usual. So let's move on to that first news story, and it unfortunately isn't good vibes. It has to do with uh, more N64 online emulation problems. So yeah. let's get that up on screen. Let's do it. Okay, so uh, the, 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 the N64 online problems continue with a particularly egregious one. Uh, with Paper Mario, the latest release, and uh, this comes by way of uh, Dysphoria-chan on Twitter, and they actually added Nintendo America uh, directly, and they found a pretty fatal error in Paper Mario that uh, they say deletes the, the save you're currently playing on and returns to the one uh, that you, returns to a previous save that you had before opening the app, and it happens if you lose to the general guy boss. And this is a big deal, because having played the game several times, General Guy isn't an easy boss, and this is a boss that I think it's fairly likely that players could potentially die fairly often at. Um, and the, the clip they posted on Twitter shows exactly what happened. They get a game over on this boss, and then they, uh, they reopen the app. Well, the app crashes, they reopen the app, and then they go to their file select screen, and it's from way earlier in the game. It's like two chapters earlier. So... Yeah. Fortunately, they had save states to, to fall back on, and save states aren't affected. But if you don't have save states, you're potentially looking at losing a lot of, of playtime here. Oh, boy. Yeah, and that's really bad. Yeah, it's I, and I don't know what's going on over there at Nintendo. I'm not, emulation's not easy. I'm not saying and... it's easy as just throwing it on the service and that's it. But this is pretty critical. I mean, you can kind of hand wave some of the other stuff we've talked about you know input lag and stuff it's still not good but it's not critical in terms of actually losing your save data so this is i hope they fix this asap this is yeah. just nintendo saying to get good scrub how dare you lose the general guy i mean <laughs> so pathetic no, but yeah <laughs> like, right yeah it's like i've heard so many things about um the emulation in Paper Mario in general over the years in, in like Nintendo's consoles and even like elsewhere, which can't talk about. But anyway, <laughs> um, the main thing is that it's very inconsistent, but still, this is something that really needs to get fixed. I I honestly don't understand like how this even happened in the first place, but this needs to get fixed soon. Like the fact that there are people paying um, $50 for this service for, for something, for something like this to happen is not going to mm -hmm. sit well with a lot of people. So I'm hoping that yeah. eventually we'll get to a point where things get fixed. And, and as Rob Arman X points out, um, data miners also found that that there's like a, that they purposely lag the pause menus in, um, Paper Mario 64 because apparently right. there's there's some sort of an issue going on there where like the menus are slow. It's only apparently in the North American and I think the European version. I don't know. I think they were trying to fix something in regards to um, the pause menu. I don't know, but um, yeah, this needs yeah. to be this needs to be fixed easily. Especially like more so the crashing. But still, that need, it needs to be fixed. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it's it's really bad. Go Captain ahead, Jay Lineback with uh, 10 uh, Malaysian ringgits. Uh, sorry, look that up. <laughs> nice. Uh, said the Piper Mario N64 is infamous for being poor to emulate as is. So it might be stimulating, stimul- oh. stemming from those general uh, emulation issues. And they just didn't look into them a ton. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like like the like the whole thing regarding the um the whole thing regarding the the pause menu thing that that that's basically whatever like I'm hoping that 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 to me like it's not is nowhere near like it's bad but it's nowhere near as bad as the um the crashing that's the bad part right there mm. right yeah so you know just kind of consider this a you know an official PSA to save often save early. And use a lot of save states when you're playing Paper Mario. Like, don't rely on, just in case you lose to General Guy, make sure, and that's, by the way, that's the Chapter 4 boss. So you'll know when you're coming to it. You're going to figure it out. But just make sure that when you get into that fight, use a save state. So you don't, <laughs> just in case you game over, just to be safe, use a save state. Uh, that's just That's probably the best way to avoid this. And hopefully Nintendo will fix this sooner rather than later. Uh, but speaking of Captain J. Lineback's Super Chat, we do have some other Super Chats to read out, uh, which we will, of course, uh, kind of disperse throughout the show to keep things moving. So if I don't read your Super Chat right now, don't worry, it's coming later. Don't worry about that. But first of all, uh, Jacob Tucker with $5, thank you very much, saying, some of my drawings were stolen and are being sold as NFTs. Message to Mod and hoping this person is dealt with soon. Good vibes, please. That Ugh. fucking sucked, Jacob, and I'm really sorry oh, to hear God. that. I hope you get that sorted out. I hope the Mod does what they need to do because that is so messed up and we've talked a lot on the show about how nfts are gross but it's even grosser when one of our very own community members is having their work stolen to be made into an nft nft really sorry to hear that sending you good vibes for sure yeah um yeah yeah i just want to say real quick um please I, i i don't care i don't care like who people are in regards to what nft supporters or what they or whatever they do no one will ever convince me to support nfts ever i hate nfts same and they mm. give us misery vibes oh yeah definitely hey like i like i've said before as far as i'm concerned nft stands for no fucking thanks so <laughs> yeah. that's all i have to say about that uh screamo shaman with five dollars saying first time watching live with family wow uh, i feel bad that i slept through the whole indie world stream but i was playing spider-man all night hey don't blame you there. And that's cool that you're Kidding. watching with your family. I hope they enjoy this as well. I, I hope they're not like, what are you watching? What is this? Who are, who are these guys? Especially after Ash just <laughs> dropped the F-bomb. Great job, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I hear you about sleep. I had that like terror, that like oh, that terrifying awakening moment this morning where I didn't remember my alarm going off. And so I scrambled to look at my phone. I was like, oh, God, did I sleep through Indie World? And it was only 8 a.m., so I was fine. But that's the worst feeling, isn't it? When you wake up thinking you've overslept and you're just like, you've got that well, feeling that in your stomach. And, and it's got to getting out of school just in general and having waking up and thinking, oh, I'm late for school. I missed the bus or yeah. something like that. And that, yeah. that feeling, it's like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Um, Five dollars from Late Night Sprite saying uh, River City Girls 2 hype. Got chicory today and hype for locomotive for a comedy puzzle and love EP. Release the fox day. Release the fox game on Mother's Day. Said Spring. Oh well, God! Thank you, uh, <laughs> God. There are already people in our community saying that we need to do a Patreon like goal where I have to do a 
no reset run of the Fox game of just Endling. for maximum heartbreak. Yeah, maximum heartbreak, maximum sadness. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. If I, could, I don't know if I could do that. You you have to be really careful, Ash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. those yeah, those children are depending on you. I can't. I cannot play a game where puppies are depending on me to survive. It's too. I can't. I just. I can't deal with with a fail state in a game like that. I just. Can't. Oh yeah. <laughs> um late night sprites with actually two more dollars too saying uh most played game on switch was great ace attorney 180 hours because of the music can't argue yeah, with you there. it's got that's, such that's a good soundtrack yeah and uh by the way i believe it was lux care who uh reminded me earlier in our live audience patron chat that the chrono trigger-esque indie game i was talking about is cosmic star heroine i don't know why i couldn't think of the name not, but I that was one i was talking about if you're yeah, yeah it's a cool game i, I enjoyed it uh, all right. Well, we do have some more news to get through. Don't worry. Like I said, uh, we will read out other super chats throughout the rest of the show. But for now, let's uh, move on to our second news story, for which uh, I, I apologize for the people wearing headphones. But all I've got to say is this. <laughs> all right, yes. let's get that up on screen. So this is pretty cool. At Out of Nowhere, uh, Discotech is bringing the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon to Blu-ray in February 2022. And it's going to have a ton of extras. It's going to have all 65 episodes. Uh, first of all, it's going to have all 65 episodes, but it's also going to have, like, the original pilot. It's going to have uh, the Christmas special, Sonic Christmas Blast, uh, original rushes for the very first episode, commentary with the artist and animator Milton Knight on two episodes, uh, original commercial bumpers, syndication commercials, uh, an art gallery with rare production art, uh, original packaging art that looks like the Sonic 2 uh, box art and captions for the hearing impaired and more. There's even more. This is like the fully featured release of Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog that you may have already always wanted if you like this cartoon. Uh, Shellshock, you were popping off already. Seems like you're pretty excited about this, man. Oh, yeah. I, I grew up with this cartoon. I used to watch this yeah. a lot when I was a kid. And this show, like... It's obviously like not that it's not the best show ever made, but no, it, it's definitely fun to watch. Yeah, it it is. It's I I was always a uh, you know I, I preferred the Sonic Saturday Morning cartoon. I, I think most people Same. probably did, Same but here. this is this is kind of a it, it's bad in a lovable way, right? It's lovably bad and dumb, and it's it's just kind of like lovably bad in the same way like the Super Mario Brothers Super Show is. I, I enjoy yeah. watching it, even if it's not that quote-unquote good what about you Derek oh I definitely watched it as a kid uh I had the, the two yeah. firmly very confused as a kid like why is this one so cartoony and this one is like super serious like I enjoyed both but uh I, I like you Ash I definitely preferred set am uh much more so um though it's crazy to me that adventures got twice the number of episodes as <laughs> set am 52 compared to <laughs> 52 compared yeah. to uh yeah. like 24 the, I don't even know how many stadium got honestly but right yeah it's it, it seems like a good re uh, release like I'm Disco Tech has been very um appealing to me lately cuz they keep releasing Lupin stuff and I I Lupin is such an anime gap that I enjoy that I'm like trying to resist not picking the <laughs> picking those up but uh, oh, right who knew who knew they got adventures and just again tons tons of features yeah uh soulcaster in our youtube chat said or asks this is the one with sally right no that's saturday morning 
Uh, and that's the better one, where uh, we think. But no, this is the one with Scratch and Grounder, who, I guess looking back, maybe could be considered the prototypes for Orbot and Cubot in a weird sort of way. You know, yep. like yeah. Eggman's two henchmen. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so this is the other, it was more like the, uh, it wasn't uh, syndicated as much, like there wasn't as much of an overarching plot. It was just kind of like Monster of the Week kind of jokey, you know, sh- super short attention span type of It's episodes. Looney Tunes. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like it, Looney Tunes with Sonic. That, that That's what they were going for. That's the influence. And also, I want to point out in the live audience, Michael McCoss says that Avengers of Sonic the Hedgehog wins out because it has Scratch, the best robotnik, robot robotnik ever made. Yes, I love Scratch so much. Yep, same. Yeah. Um, and nerd consultant in our patron chat says, if, sa- "If Saturday morning, if the Saturday morning cartoon gets the same treatment, I will break my wallet to get it." Dude, yeah. I am right here with you, but I wonder if that's tied up in Ken Pender's hell, like oh, the Archie comic whoa. was. I wonder if that's why we haven't seen that happen yet, because that seems like a slam dunk of a release for Sonic fans, and, I, and it makes you wonder why it hasn't happened yet. Oh my Maybe, god! I don't know. I, I I don't know yeah. what the, I mean I think isn't Saturday AM still on Netflix because I know it was on set Netflix for a while I think it moved to Paramount Plus with Adventures of Sonic like a lot of the deep cartoons moved mm. to Paramount Plus oh okay oh well then maybe there's not any rights issues there if it's already been on I didn't realize it had already been on streaming so if it's been on streaming then I don't know why they haven't released it as a Blu-ray set yet that's kind of weird I think they wanted to do this one first yeah maybe. that makes that sense could be it. yeah yeah yeah, mm. but uh, yeah, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog coming out February 2022. Uh, it's a I think I think it'll be a fun trip down memory lane. I might pick this up myself. I mean, it has because... a ton of special features. Yeah, like uh, yeah, one, like we're gonna get Sonic Christmas Blast. But the biggest thing out of all of them is the fact that we're going to get the pilot episode that was never aired in full. You only see clips of it on YouTube. Oh wow! Right, and right. and and the fun fact about the pilot. Um, Robotnik and that is actually not voiced by Long John Baldry like he was in the show. Oh, he's actually, he's interesting. Actually, he's actually voiced by Jim Cummings, who would go on the voice of oh, Jim. Oh. He and Jim was such a good Robotnik in in Sat AM. He he was great, and I'm lucky <laughs> enough to call him a friend. He's such a talented actor, but I didn't realize mm. that uh, he played Robotnik in the. That's so cool! Wow, you they know did. a lot about this series, <laughs> Shellshock. Oh yeah, and. Even even better, they also got the legendary Gary Owens as the announcer for the pilot. Oh wow! Oh cool. They uh, really good stuff. The more you know. I, they got the commercial bumpers. They got the syndication commercials, production art in here. They got it all. Yeah, and they. I love the first thing they point out: all episodes in stereo, unlike the most recent DVD release. Good. Like that right. might that might sell for people right there. Like, yeah. All, yeah. Although I kind of wish they converted it a little bit to um, to surround, but stereo's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, Screamo Shaman, or Shamuz, in our live audience patron chat, mentions, don't even get me started on Ken Penders. He went full creep recently, and that scares I mean, me because how he was is that full creep. How yeah, exactly. How do you creep? go more full creep? <laughs> like, it's, I'm pretty it's, sure I don't want to know. I, I, yeah, it's best we just not talk about it. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. And we won't. Um, well, but yeah, so coming out February 2022, definitely get your pre-orders in if uh, you know that sounds appealing to you with all those special features and stuff. And uh, but before we move on with the new... Oh, go ahead. I was uh, going to say, just uh, check out Discotech in general. I think they also... I'm looking at the, like, the more of their stuff they have here. Um, 
the, they released the uh, the Mega Man Complete series on on uh, as well, Ash. Oh, I, I knew that had been released. I didn't know they were the ones who did it. Oh, yeah, cool. if you then, scroll yeah. up a bit, you'll okay. see the box art for it, and uh, you'll pop off. Oh, let's for, let's see here. Yeah. Oh, I think I already closed it. That's okay. I don't oh, okay. It, but I won't worry about it. The show, yeah. But I'll check it out later. But you would be hyped. It's a Mega Man nice. box art nice. type thing. So it's well, but it's using the art of from the show. I, I right. assume, right? But yeah, okay. So it's cheesy as hell. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. Oh, the Mega Man cartoon. I could I could talk a whole show just about that cartoon alone. It's such a beautiful, beautiful mess. We but uh, we're not here to talk about the Mega Man cartoon. Sorry, what? We should have a discussion on it sometime. Yeah, that would be fun. Mm. Just talking about how messy, mess, especially the Mega Man X episode is. God, what a horrible, horrible <laughs> episode. But yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about uh, the Mega Man cartoon today. We are here to talk about the news and read out some more Super Chats. So next up is... $2 from Sonic and Mega Man 531. Thank you very much. Uh, asking us Saitama from One Punch Man versus Popeye from Popeye the Sailor Man. Uh, death Battle. I have mm. to assume this is Saitama. I don't know much about Popeye, but I mean, he eats spinach and he gets super buff, but he's yeah. not Saitama buff, right? Not as much. I mean, it's got to be. Yeah. As much as I love Popeye, I grew up with Popeye. I, I think Saitama mm. like, has this in the bag. Yeah. I feel like he has to. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's well, although Classy Mudkip says Pop Popeye has convinced the animator to revive him after death. I don't know anything about that, but that's you know, if he can be revived, I, I, have I guess such that's, an that's, affection yeah. for old Popeye cartoons. Like I kinda wanna say Popeye because uh just Yeah. So it's so it's, I love his muttering. His muttering just uh -huh. makes me so happy. Yeah. I, I got to go with Saitama on this one still, but that's right. an interesting, uh, interesting matchup. Uh, next up is $5 from Jaden Buck. Thank you very much. Saying, I was playing N64 NSO recently and found out that you can use a sideways Joy-Con to play these games. And the button mapping for it is hell. I didn't, I don't think I ever would have even thought to try to play N64 games with a sideways Joy-Con. That has to be terrible. That's That's got to yeah. be a sucky experience. I like, can only imagine. Yeah, exactly. Like, I wouldn't even I wouldn't be caught dead like playing a Super Nintendo game with a with sideways Joy-Con, let alone N sixty four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh thank you, Jaden, for the donation. Uh next is five dollars from RecBCQ. Thank you so much. Saying uh was reminded to check the Nintendo year in review thing. Gamed four hundred and eighty three hours this year. I logged one thousand one hundred and thirty seven hours last year. Holy crap, <laughs> must have been Xenoblade Chronicles two. Probably. Xenoblade yeah. 2 is a yeah. massive game. That'll do it. Especially if you're trying to get all the uh, blades with all the, uh, you know, the RAM, the RNG, you know, blade stuff. So wouldn't surprise me if it was XC2. Thank you, Rec. Uh, next is five Australian dollars from the Chainsaw Experience saying, maybe it's just me, but I've had no issues with the N64 online so far, but I haven't reached that boss yet, so we will see. Well, that's good. Glad you haven't uh, noticed any issues on your end. Uh, and, and like I said earlier, some of the other stuff is a little bit, it's, it's a lot less egregious and you're yeah, not it's going to notice it. More minor. It's, it's just people wanting that perfect yeah. experience. Yeah. Like minor I, visual glitches and input lag, stuff like that. I feel like some stuff is, is blown out of proportion. It's just, to me, I feel that the, the saving is the, like the saving after the, after four boss is really the major legitimate one for me. Mm. Right. Right. Uh, all right, and then one more super chat for now. That's uh, $5 from Hendrix Trog. Thank you so much. 
uh, saying, I've gone ahead and pre-ordered the, pre the Discotech Sonic release. Still amazed, Dis Discotech is also releasing Street Sharks as well. Street Sharks? What? Yes, that is a blast from the past. That's they gotta if they're doing street sharks, they gotta do ones like biker mice from Mars and I want I'm sure they'll try. Yeah, I'm sure they'll try. Yeah. I would love them to do Mummies Alive. Oh, oh god, Mummies Alive. Yep. Very underrated. That's, yeah, I, I hadn't heard Mummies Alive in a long time. Wow, that's a deep cut, man. Yep. Um all right. Well that's it for for super chats for now. We'll of course read any any further ones out uh during later on in the show between other news stories, but for now. Let's move on to our main news story of the day. And you may want to hold your breath because this one's pretty wild. Let's get that up on screen. Boo this man. <laughs> <laughs> so some new Nintendo patents have surfaced, uh, unveiling what seems to be hints uh, at, at some of Breath of the Wild 2's gameplay mechanics. Now, of course, these are just patents, so we, you know we can't treat this as absolutely confirmed. But it does back up some of the stuff we've seen in Breath of the Wild 2 trailers. And there are three patents, it looks like, uh, focusing on three different gameplay mechanics. Uh, the first one is the, it, it kind of details the ability we've seen in the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer uh, for Link to like go through, like phase through a suspended platform to below its surface to kind of like, yeah, phase through the ground. And uh, we're seeing, yeah, there are patent images here of the player character doing that. Um, and there's also a apparently going to be possibly a rewind function that lets you rewind time for specific objects, which I guess is kind of like stasis. But that's in the trailer. But I guess a, I remember that from my analysis. That's in the trailer. Oh, I actually. do remember from the. I remember that now. Now, now thinking about it, yeah, I remember seeing it with the. Yeah. So this is all. This this too is yeah basically uh, showing something we've already seen in the trailer. And then the third one uh, shows more about the free falling mechanic, which is apparently going to be a lot more fleshed out than we may may have at first thought and it, it includes the ability for link to for example turn around in midair falling back first and firing an arrow like i feel like the archery in this game is oh, going to God. be that'd be for wild. Lack of a better term wild <laughs> yeah and i cannot wait i mean it's obvious everyone's excited for breath of the wild too why wouldn't you be yes up? but seeing this stuff detailed in these patent images just makes my mind race in terms of you know we've already seen the incredible speed runs and and tech and wild things that people can do and people are still discovering things about the game all this time later and it just seemed like it's going to be that but even more in breath of the wild too and yeah I, I think for me the most interesting one is the rewind mechanic they're all interesting but the one that, that mechanically interests me the most is just being able to rewind time for a specific object that's just so cool uh, what do you what are you guys noticing about these patent images? Anything I haven't uh, brought up yet? Looking uh, at everything here, not not nothing that you haven't brought up yet. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 more it's, just yeah. You know, go ahead, Derek. Yeah, it, it's more the fact that um, that it kind of exp exp uh, expands on what we saw hints of. And I right. like that idea. I mean, the fact that you can fall on your back and shoot straight upwards or other directions is cool. Uh, it makes me th like imagine the um, I th I th the whale boss in Skyward Sword, except you're getting thrown off it at some points and you're basically having a midair boss battle mm -hmm. where you're right. positioning yourself and trying to maintain height, catch on, really go go all out. It's like there is some 
crazy potential for that type of that type of boss fight and just making it that much more epic to have again you're literally trying to hang shadow the colossus in midair with you know breath of the wild air mechanics uh or sh- fighting uh shooting mechanics and stuff like that that's yes please <laughs> that'd be yeah. awesome yeah yeah um it is probably worth noting that the patent image for the rewind mechanic kind of tells us that the, the rewind mechanics probably going to be governed by a meter which isn't surprising but there's going to be some sort of rewind meter telling you just how you know much you can rewind an object or how long you're able to use the ability for right. um yeah so that's you know, that doesn't make or that's not surprising that it would be governed by a meter um and then yeah this last patent image of link falling it's it seems like there are so many different ways that he can fire for his bow in the air now it seems like they're just they're really expanding that from like one specific form of firing whilst in the air to doing it a bunch of different ways mm-hmm. kind of acrobatically like I'm, I'm link is like a full-on acrobat in this game it seems like or <laughs> yeah. it seems like he's gonna be and you can like shift your stance and or at least it seems like from the patents that you can shift your stance and positioning in the air this is just oh man there are so many my mind is racing with the possibilities here you guys yeah you know somebody's gonna have link turn around so his back's facing to the ground and just sort of lazily fall and like just smack into the ground and die like that's just thing a thing you do oh, oh <laughs> yeah. yeah they're gonna be all the game over compilations i'm let's, sure let's see how much we can break link <laughs> yeah i'm yeah. waiting to see how all the speed runners are gonna tackle that if any of these are definitely going to be implemented into the game yeah um, I do agree with a, a criticism that our good friend Rob uh, Rman Xmas has in our live audience chat, saying, "I hope they really improve on the bosses. Breath of the Wild's bosses were blah, in my opinion." And you know what? Not only do I agree, but I would I would extend that to the dungeons as well. the 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 divine beasts were cool, but they all felt a little bit too similar to me in the end. And I really hope dungeon design is is something that really gets looked at again in Breath of the Wild too. Like, really gets improved. You know, I, I really like when dungeons feel themed and different from one another. And the the Divine Beast just kind of all felt a little bit homogenous to me in the mm-hmm. end. It's it's really hard for me to pick out any specific rooms from any of them. They all just kind of blended together for me. Yeah, pretty much. I yeah. I can't remember a thing, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I, yeah. I just want to see exactly where they're gonna go. I need to replay the game. It's been it's been a while since I played Breath of the Wild. I, I will say mm-hmm. this, I, I love the game. But I really do want to do a replay to see, like, what are some issues that I probably might have with the game that I didn't have the first time around. Hmm. Right. Yeah, I want to I, I want to f- see dungeons that really pull me into their aesthetics and, and feel like a proper just different world that you're exploring. And the reason I say that is because I was thinking about how I play Skyward Sword HD so much this year, and I was reminded all over again how the Ancient Cistern is... Say what you will about Skyward Sword in general. It's not a lot of people's favorites. But I would argue to my dying breath that the Ancient Cistern is one of the best dungeons in Zelda history. It is. It has so much personality. It's so memorable. Mm-hmm. And it's so clever in the way it... it uh, the, the, the way you have to get to the boss room. It's just... It's a standout dungeon. I want to see... Breath of the Wild's gameplay and whatever two ads married to that kind of just top-notch dungeon design. Agreed. I would like to see that. But one other thing is, how about this? Less shrines, but those shrines that you would have 
um, become more challenging as a way to continue to test your skill. I like that. Mm, that makes I sense. I like that because Breath of the Wild had a weird difficulty curve where it wasn't so much a curve as it was a crescendo where it kind of it kind of started off difficult and it got more difficult to a point. But then as soon as you get just enough heart containers and just enough stamina, or when you learn how to, to you know, cook all the right foods, it gets so easy. Like it gets shockingly easy. And I, I hope they find ways to maybe maintain that difficulty curve a little bit better in Breath of the Wild 2 where it, you know, you can, it stays difficult or at least maybe it starts, starts a little bit easier, but actually does gradually get more difficult throughout the game as opposed to get difficult at the midpoint and then kind of just drop off a cliff because you figured <laughs> out the right recipes or you have mm -hmm. a bunch of hearts, you know, whatever. Um, and what I've mentioned this before, one way I do think they could do that that would be seemingly fairly simple is just give Link a hunger meter or a stomach meter or whatever. Make it so he can't eat 25 meals in a battle, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, you yeah. know, he should have a cooldown. Yeah. When like, he eat, he should have a cooldown, yeah. Like he gets full. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he gets full. Make show his belly getting bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. Boy. But oh man, but the uh, veteran says make Link need to go to the dentist. I don't know about that's a little bit too real. I don't no, know I don't that. think they're gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I do love the idea of just you know limiting the yeah sure. Can you make and carry around eighty five health restoring recipes? Sure, but you can only eat one every so often. Right, and I think that'd be a good way to introduce a little bit more difficulty, yeah. um, you know, without without upending too much of Breath of the Wild's design. But uh, yeah, man, the, the what, what we're seeing in these Breath of the Wild two pat patents just you know gets me more excited than I already have been for the game. It's you know, I, I think I speak for all of us when I say that. Um, but I don't. Did, did either of you have anything else you wanted to cover in Breath of the Wild two before we move on? Not a ton. It's just there's a lot of promise here, a lot of potential, and God, I can't wait to see more. But I'm just like I tend to put it out of my mind because it's like it'll get here when it gets here. If I'm looking forward to it, it's yeah. it's the, the, it's harder to wait. <laughs> yeah, at this point, I just want to see like what they'll show us the next time they show us the next trailer, and then I'll keep my hype mm -hmm. going. Mm -hmm. I do think we're going to see it next year. I think it's going to be like holiday-ish 2022, but I think we're going to get yeah. it next year. I have a feeling. I have a feeling that it will be next year. That mm -hmm. I, agree, I agree with you on the holidays, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. It, it would make a get the title pretty good November. Uh, yeah. Game. And E3, we get a, get the whole blowout. We finally get the name of the game, whatever it is. They've, they've mentioned that the name, they haven't revealed it yet because it hints too much at what's going on in breath of the wild too, I guess. So hopefully at E3, we'll get the full reveal, we'll get the name, we'll get a release period maybe, but I do think we're going to, I think it will come out next year. I have a feeling. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, do a few more super chats and then move on with the news. Uh, first is Yen the Reaper with $5. Thank you very much saying discotech is the greatest company for preservation of old anime and shows like this. Can't wait to get this, uh, this being adventure to Sonic the hedgehog. Yeah, this is my first time hearing of Disc Discotech by name. Uh, and, and Derek, you were saying, well, both of you were saying, Shellshock and Derek, that they're known for, for being fantastic preservationists when it comes to animation. Color me interested. I hadn't heard of them. I think I'm so used to streaming now that I don't buy a lot of Blu-rays anymore. I'm just so used to streaming mm -hmm. everything I want to watch. But I love the idea of owning some of these, you know, preserved very masterfully on a physical. They're re-releasing yeah. uh, the, the first season of Lupin, the third, 
with so a cool. brand new English dub. Like they go hard. That's really a brand new English dub. That's that's not cheap either. That's really no, cool. Mm-mm. Wow, that's really neat. And as Rob, our man Xmas, points out in our live audience chat, pre-orders for Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog are twenty dollars off. So for those of you out there who are interested, get into your pre-order now because you can save twenty bucks. Like go buy. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but 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 not during the show. Wait till the show's over, then go pre-order. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, Next is uh, $5 from Screamo Shaman. Thank you so much, saying, I'm just waiting for Discotech to license Gregory Horror Show. I want a way to watch that in not garbage quality. I'm so sorry to say I have not heard of Gregory Horror Show. Have you guys? Gregory Horror Show. Not familiar with that one. I have not heard of that. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. It's a Japanese animated series. CGI anime television series created by Naomi Iwata and televised in Animax and Asahi National Broadcasting Company. There's a game based on it. Yeah, I, cool. I got, I got nothing. I've never heard of this. <laughs> yeah. I'm, oh like, wow. Oh, I'm looking, I'm looking at, at images, images and I've it is. Whoo! That looks demented. It's like it looks a little messed up, actually. It's yeah. Scary. What in the world? <laughs> the game has a Digino you know gaming video. Says Rob. I didn't. Oh, wow. uh, I didn't know that. Huh. Oh, Jet Set points out it was a Cap- Capcom made made the PS2 game. It's a Capcom game. Um, right. At least the game based on it's a Capcom PS2 game. I have never heard of this. Uh, Helen says, uh, or Hey, it's Dingo says it has an English dub. I've never heard of this. I feel like it would give me nightmares just looking at the images right now. The PS2 game doesn't seem to have come out here in North America. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. There's yeah, like, like a super Europe. niche. There's yeah. a lizard girl dressed up as a nurse with a giant uh, needle uh, saying, <laughs> oh, man. you know, basically like, oh, come out, it won't hurt or, or something like that. It's like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. thanks for pointing that out, Derek, because speaking of needles, Thomas nerds out uh, with a $5 super chat. Thank you very much saying got my first COVID shot down waiting for January 5th to come along until then my arm soreness will be my priority. Well, first of all, congrats on getting your first COVID shot. I'm glad you're, you know, you're getting vaccinated, being safe. But yeah, that arm soreness, it is real. It is awful. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Mm. I'm not sure. I, I haven't heard whether or not the boosters make your arm just as sore. Because I'm due for my booster. I'm going to get it ASAP. But I'm not looking forward to the associated arm soreness if the boosters make you just as sore as the first two shots. I don't know. I, but I've heard, I, I, I have heard, weirdly enough, that from friends who didn't really feel the side effects from their first two shots absolutely got taken down by the booster. Like it made them feel like shit and vice versa. I have friends who really, you know, suffered with the side effects for the first few shots, but the booster was no issue for them. So it seems like it's kind of a random, you don't know what you're going to get with it in terms of side effects. Yeah. Everybody's different. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause when I got my first shot, um, I had no, I had no side effects. The second, all I got was a sore arm for a day, and the booster, I got nothing. Huh. Oh, interesting. Well, never know. At least, at least the booster didn't. Yeah, you didn't feel crappy with that. I don't know what's going to happen with me. We'll see. But I, yeah. I'm going to try to get mine on Friday, I think. And so, if I'm not here on Friday TNT, you already know why. But I'm going to try to get my booster on Friday morning and see how I feel later in the day. But uh, all right, well, that's well, that's it yep. for super chats for now. So let's go ahead and move on to our next story, which has to do with a game I personally am so hyped for. Let's get that up on screen. All right. 
So, uh, Square Enix has delivered some release information about Chocobo GP. It's coming out March 10th, 2022, so not too long from now. And it's going to really release alongside a free light demo version, which will be free to play, as I mentioned. Uh, unfortunately, though, it is going to be digital only in the West, which, you know, for you physical game collectors out there, that is a bummer. Chocobo GP seems like the kind of game that probably could do all right with a physical release here, but maybe limited run games will pick up the slack, you know, Square Enix's slack later on. But it is going to be digital only. However, the good news to that bad news is that it's going to have Esper Terra in it. Esper, version, or Esper form Terra from FF6 is in yep. the game story, suggesting she's going to be playable. I'm so excited. That's the coolest thing. And that also uh, that, that explains now why Zozo was chosen as a track. Uh, so you got Zozo and Esper Terra uh, joining Vivi. I believe Steiner has already been confirmed to be in the game. Alexandria is a track. So FF6 and 9 are getting a ton of love in this game. Oh, Go yeah. ahead, Derek. Oh, no, I, I was just saying, like, uh, Gilgamesh is in there. There's, you know, the typical yeah. is a Chocobo. There's, there's, there's all kinds of just great fan service uh, for those more classic Final Fantasies. And it looks delightful. I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. It's, it's, it'll be nice to have a new kart racer to play. <laughs> I'm so excited. And the trailer just looked, it looks great. It, it looks like it's uh, it, it's a nice 60 FPS, even on Switch, it looks like, which is great. And it's just, a, it's a pleasing game to look at, behold. And, and hopefully it's, it's, it's as fun as it looks, because what I've seen so far, I'm so into. And I can't wait to find out, you know, who else is playable, what other tracks are going to be in the game. This just seems like it's made for me. Uh, Shellshock, you seem pretty hyped about this too, yeah? Oh, yeah. Like, honestly, first off, if Nintendo's not going to make Mario Kart 9, Square Enix has got you covered for this one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And honestly, with this game, it's nice to see a lot of Final Fantasy 9 love. I remember um, watching my brother play Final Fantasy 9 back in the day, and it's mm-hmm. one of his favorites of all time. And I, oh, growing up, I've always been hearing a lot about how many people have been talking about how Final Fantasy 9 was not good, which I don't agree with any of that because... Those people, those people are the only ones that they play like seven and possibly eight and ten or whatever. But no, like Final Fantasy Nine is a really great game, and now like I'm seeing a lot more people showing how much they love that game. Yeah, yeah. So, like as they yeah. should, we have we have a word for people who say FF Nine is bad. It's called wrong. <laughs> wrong. Yeah. FF Nine is great. FF Nine is amazing. Come on. Yeah. I, it's, yeah, it's just so great to see 6 and 9 getting so much love in, in Chocobo GP, and I really, really am looking forward to this game. But there's a, there's an interesting wrinkle to this story as well, and this was pointed out both uh, by uh, Nonary Brain on Twitter as well as our own very good friend, John Cartwright. Uh, Chocobo GP joins three, three other Square Enix games, all releasing in the month of March 2022, and I cannot fathom the, the reason why. So we've got Babylon, Babylon's Fall on March 3rd, Triangle Strategy the next day on March 4th, Chocobo GP on March 10th, and then Final Fantasy Origin Stranger of Paradise March 18th. What is the play here? What? Why would Square just... Uh, why do you not want to spread the love a little bit? I mean, it's as, just like... They're they, blowing their whole load of in the, in the... Uh, Patron chat says fiscal year, baby. That is all that is. It's like true. Yeah, fiscal year. Something to help yeah, the fiscal year. Good point. Like, yeah, like I just don't understand that. 
like the fact that you have these four games, your own games that whether you've developed or you published, and they're all coming that close to each other, like right. you could have released Babylon's Fall in like February, but then again, February is a crowded month as it is. But you could have released right. it any other time, and you could have released um, Chocobo GP to probably like maybe like April, Strangers of Paradise to probably like May or something, while keeping Triangle mm-hmm. Strategy in March. You didn't. You don't need to do this. Swear. This is this is not a problem. You could have just moved them like to different months or different weeks or whatever. This is too much. Yeah, I mean, a few people are pointing out in our patron chat that that perhaps some of the audiences for all these different games aren't overlapping, and yeah. that may be true to a point. But at the same time, if you're a hardcore Square Enix fan, I feel like you're at least probably going to play Chocobo GP and Stranger Stranger of Paradise. Babylon Fall probably does appeal to a completely different audience than the others here. And I feel I'm not like sure who Babylon's Fall kind of appeals to, to be honest. It does yeah. not look good. Exactly. And then I guess Triangle Strategy kind of probably falls somewhere in the middle. Uh, it might overlap with some of the people who are looking forward to Chocobo and Stranger, but maybe not. Yeah. And, and I, I hadn't first thought about the fiscal, fiscal year uh, aspect. So that is likely why. But... I mean, I, I guess if you're a Square Enix fan, you're you're eating in March in March 2022. Although, with that said, I, as a Square Enix fan, really couldn't care less about Babylon's Fall. I feel like they're sending that out to die. As you said, Derek, who is that game even for? I I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Yeah. But um, I mean, Triangle Strategy, I'm interested in. But God, that game is going to be really long, so it might be good to have Chocobo GP on the side to, you know, take a break. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, just based on that demo. And I feel like Stranger of Paradise, um, that's that's going to be a meme game. Like, people are going to pick that up just to pick it apart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That That's the kind of game I feel like I'm going to pick up to play on the easiest difficulty. I didn't really like the gameplay in the demo so far. Stuff I'm just going to knock play. it down to the easiest difficulty and just enjoy the stupidity and enjoy the edgy, the edgelord nonsense and, and probably enjoy it for that. What about you, Shellshock? Are you looking forward to... Anything uh, coming out in March besides Ch- Chocobo GP on the Square Enix front? Just Triangle Strategy. Um, yeah. Babylon's Fall, I'm just going to probably wait until like there's a, a sale on it. I don't think I'm going to get it day one, and I'm not really impressed with it. And yeah. and as far as Strangers, Strangers in Paradise, I am not really into that one. I, it's just not for me. Yeah, fair. I, just, I, I want to go there for the edgelord dumbness, and then that's kind of it for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I am looking forward to Triangle Strategy, though like you said, Derek, it is you know indubitably going to be a very long game. And uh, so I'll, I'll probably you know be playing it alongside Chocobo GP. I can't imagine that I would be able to finish it anywhere close to <laughs> six days. Yeah, plus yeah. Forspoken's coming out. Um, right, th- like Forspoken, which is yeah, later spring, on. Or, I, yeah. yeah, spring. I'd rather focus on that. <laughs> that looks way better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, still a good month for Square Enix fans for sure. But of these, I am absolutely most excited for Chocobo GP. And it really isn't even close. I like the Triangle Strategy demo. It's fun. I'm, I love the FF Tactics aesthetic. I love the soundtrack. The whole the whole thing. It's great. But Chocobo GP is just in my veins. You guys know me. I love Arcade Racers. I love Final Fantasy. I'm And then... Esper Terra, come on, you got me at Terra. She's like one of my favorite Final Fantasy characters of all time. You mm. got me. It's 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 over. Yeah. So yeah. 
March 10th, uh, not too long. And, and it yeah. sounds far, far away, but it's actually less than three months when you I, think about it. It really this. is. Well, like I said to John yeah, when he uh, pointed out that when we saw the release date, it's like, ah, Mario Day. That's a power move. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. I didn't think about that. Mario Day. Yeah, they are doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, Mario Kart doesn't stand a chance. Yeah, exactly. But no. yeah, as you said, they're they're picking up the slack for Nintendo not releasing Mario Kart 9 or even talking about it or whispering about it. So, yeah, bring on the Chocobo GP. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, before we move on to our final news story of the day, we have a few more Super Chats. Uh, first, an important PSA from Black Ninja with $2. Thank you, saying, looking for a Switch OLED? Best Buy in-store. Check it. There you go. If you want, cool. If you're looking for one, visit your local Best Buy. You might get lucky. Thank you, Black Ninja. Uh, next is five Canadian dollars from Zambato, uh, saying, give Link CJ's body mass mechanic from GTA San Andreas. <laughs> oh God. Imagine if Link could just get fat by eating yeah. too much. Fat Link. Yeah. You know? Oh man. <laughs> that would be could mean be. to hell and back. Oh yeah. I just imagine Thor in the end of, at, you know, in Endgame. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Um, next is Hustle Bun with $1.99. Thank you very much. Saying FF6 and FF9 getting their due. Best two FF games. You know what? It's hard to argue with that. They're, they're two of my top three FF games, the other one being FF10. So it's very hard for me to, to argue with that. And FF6 and 9 absolutely des- deserve to get their due. Also, just a quick reminder FF6 Pixel Remaster is a thing, and we haven't heard what they're doing with the soundtrack yet, but I can't wait. I can't wait. I, I Every Pixel Remaster six. soundtrack has been amazing. That's right. You never you never played six. Mm-hmm. So Pixel right, Remaster so, with better font might be not a bad option for me at some be, point. <laughs> that might be the way to do it. And uh, as I've said, Oimatsu has been working miracles with the remaster soundtrack so far. And I just can't wait to hear what he's going to do with six. Um, all right. And then finally, uh, Killamox with $9.99. Thank you so much. Saying can't watch today as I'm stuck at a work holiday dinner. But just wanted to send support for Shellshock being on TNT today. Aww. Love chatting with you in the voice chat every time you pop in. Great vibes. Well, I love all the love for Shellshock, and I completely agree. I've, I Every time we're chatting in voice chat, it's just a pleasure to have any around Shellshock. And every time we get to hang out in person, yeah. which yeah, we've totally. done several times now. Yeah. yeah. And I'm hoping to do right. some more soon. But next mm-hmm. story? Same. Well, yeah. real, real quick, uh, Chill Cobra, uh, it's their birthday today. So happy birthday. Oh, hey, happy oh, birthday, birthday. Joe. I didn't realize. Thanks for catching that, Derek. Well, happy freaking birthday. And uh, thank you for spending some of your special day with us right here on today's news tonight. We super appreciate it. And we uh, really hope you're enjoying the episode. So happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Hope you enjoy your yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, I hope it's a good absolutely. one. Yep. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our final news story, which is we just we're moving from one kart racer to another. But this is the original kart racer, the seminal kart racer, Super Mario Kart. Let's get that story up on screen. So, almost thirty years later, a a top class Super Mario Kart player has set a quote unquote impossible record, and uh, this is let's see. Their name is, I believe, Guillaume Antistar Leviak. Uh, who joined Sammy Seton as two of the world's best Super Mario Kart speedrunners. But on December 6th, Leviak set a new PAL uh, European version of world record on the Rainbow Road track with a time of a minute, uh, one minute and 26 seconds, uh, within 50 milliseconds. But then the very next week set a new world record 
of a minute and 26 uh, seconds and 36 milliseconds, which kind of tells you just what the top score or top times look like in Mario Kart now, or in the original Super Mario Kart. They're just separated by milliseconds at this point. Uh, but this means that Leviak is the first Super Mario Kart player in the world to achieve a perfect 80 out of 80 score in the Myth Plus category. And mm. if you're wondering how there are 80 different times to records to set in a game with just 20 tracks, this Nintendo Life article we're sourcing this from explains that there are... Uh, so Super Mario Kart records are split into full race and single lap times. And then they're further divided between the North American and European versions of the game because they run at different speeds. So that's 80 total records to set. And the Myth Plus category is like the highest you know, category you can you can possibly be in. And this person, Guillaume Leviak, has now set a Myth Plus level time in every category, every one of those 80 categories, all 20 tracks, both for, like both single lap and full race in both versions of the game. This is wild. And did you guys happen to watch the the VOD of the world record he set? Yeah, I did. Set? It's unreal. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. just wow. Yeah, I haven't yet, but I will after I will after this though. It's kind it's... of just soothing in a way, just watching them like it's completely silent, just the game, and then watching them f- race their ghosts and be obviously ahead by the end. It's like it's, it's amazingly just sucks you right in. It's oh, incredible, yeah. and I I just posted the link in both our YouTube chat and our <coughs> audience patron chat because the Nintendo Life article has the video we're talking about. And you can see that they, they play as Donkey Kong Jr. And which, that's weird, right? Remembering that DK Jr. was a playable character in Super Mario Kart. Um, <laughs> but they play as DK Jr. And the way they skirt the edge of the course the whole time and hop around corners, it's just... I, I, I have a ton of respect for speedrunners of any game. And watching this is so incredibly impressive. I, I would be falling off the track everywhere. If I, I, in fact, I tried to play Super Mario Kart the other day at a friend's house party. I cannot play that game for shit anymore. Nope. I used to be okay nah. at it, but man, Mar- like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and other modern Mario Kart games, like skill in those games does not in any way translate to skill in the original Super Mario Kart. No. It's not even. No, it does There's, not. Yeah. But it's just really impressive what they've managed to do here. And I learned something about the Mario Kart speedrunning community. I didn't know there were 80 different categories in terms of the way everything is split up between PAL and NTSC and single lap versus the whole race. Man, this is so incredibly uh, impressive. And I'd be curious to know how long it took them to do this. That's that's my main oh, question is how long did so it take long. them to get Myth Plus times in all 80 tracks or mm-hmm. 80 tracks? The the crazy thing is, I'm but, looking at his stats over on the side, and he the per, the world record was is one twenty six fifty. His personal yeah. best was one twenty six fifty, and his goal was one twenty six thirty eight. And he even beat that goal. He was still <laughs> just, fa- like he was faster yeah. than the goal that he set for himself. It's unreal how he managed to do all that. And if someone could somehow manage to beat that score, I'll be impressed, but I'm already impressed with this as it is. Well, it's funny you say that, Shellshock, because if you watch the video, you can see that there are actually parts of the track where his ghost is barely ahead of him. 
-hmm. So that that means that technically it isn't fully a fully optimized run. It's like 99.9% optimized, I guess. But the fact that his ghost is ahead of him at certain parts of the race tells you that you could possibly actually shave a few more milliseconds off. And I have little doubt that this guy's going to try. Oh, yeah. But, mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking hey, at here come now. the hype police. Yeah, the hype police. Yeah, we get that here too. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm watching this video right now and amazing how like all these tricks that he's pulling off just to be able to get through as fast as he can with DK Jr. Yeah. Apparently Which, DK Jr. is the key, I guess. I don't know. Well, I remember I, I think I remember that the heavy characters in Super Mario Kart had the highest top speeds. I think I think that's, that's usually true how it goes. generally in Mario Kart across the board, yeah. But it's still, you know, true here in Super Mario Kart. So I guess if you're going to do that, then, yeah, if you're going to try to set a world record, you're going to, you know, world records assume you're not hitting obstacles anyway, right? So DK Jr.'s slow acceleration really isn't a factor here. It's more about keeping that top speed yep. for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. And, exactly. yeah, I'm just watching it again right now, and I'm just so incredibly impressed. I, yeah, I couldn't do this to save my life. <laughs> but I would be curious to, to know how long he's been working at this because what an achievement to do it in every... Uh, every one of the 80 categories it's just amazing but oh, yeah. uh well yeah that uh that does bring us to the end of the news for today i thought that was a kind of a fun nice light news story to bring us out mm -hmm. of uh today's episode but as always uh before we head out shellshock please let our amazing audience know where they can find you on the internet man well you can find me on twitch and twitch youtube um twitter also like instagram at shellshock prime it's just shell shock prime, same thing everywhere. Um, I I technically I sorry, I stream on Twitch a lot. I stream usually Monday through Thursdays and occasionally Sundays, but mostly Monday through Thursdays. I practically play anything Nintendo, um, retro games, and so much more. Nice. Well, everyone, please make sure to go check out Shell Shock's content because truly, like if we talk about good vibes here on the channel, Shell Shock is the epitome of good vibes i've had the honor and pleasure of hanging out with him in person multiple times now so as derek you know derek can back me up oh yeah shell shock you are the epitome totally. of good vibes man so thank you please <laughs> go show him some love on on his various channels uh and a perfect uh super chat to close things out here five dollars from the fusion warrior saying yo my guy shell shock <laughs> great to see you here so you got a fan in, in the chat man oh yeah i know yeah i know fusion um they have been nice. one of my one of my best friends for so many years. Like, and all I have to say is it's great to see you. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Well, before we head out, I actually, I do this with some of our guests because I, I like to know the, the origins of the, of some of your names. And I'm curious, Shellshock, how did you come up with your name? How, what's the, the origin of that? Well, the name Shellshock comes, comes from my love of Ninja Turtles as well as nice. um, my favorite Pokemon is Blastoise. And, in the first movie, there was a Blastoise named Shellshocker. <laughs> oh, right. That's, very, and, that's true. <laughs> and I went with Prime because whenever, like, because um, I had different aliases with Shellshock, but then I settled with Prime because for whatever reason, I used to think that there's no other Shellshock that is as good as I am. But at the same time, <laughs> like, I shouldn't really think that, to be honest. But <laughs> that, that that's practically how I thought about it 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, you're my favorite shell shock. So yeah, you oh, got that. You. Yeah, thank you're my you. favorite hey. shell shock for sure. 
way way more fun than getting a game over in a, in a Ninja Turtles game. So you know, you're definitely my favorite Shell Shock man. Uh, yeah. But no, seriously, thank you so much again for being on the show. It's been a true honor and pleasure, and we would love to have you back sometime. Thank you so much. I would love to come back. And thank yeah. you guys for having me. Absolutely. It's our pleasure, man. Uh, and as always, we do have to uh, thank every single one of our amazing patrons out there for supporting us, supporting the channel. Uh, you know, we really couldn't do it without you. And that is especially true of our patrons at the producer tier and above. Uh, because without your support, today's news tonight would not be happening. We couldn't do it. And we love hanging out with all of you uh, every week, doing this, talking about the gaming news, talk, talking about gaming news, having awesome special guests like Shellshock on. So seriously, thank you so much to every single one of our uh, patrons at the producer tier and above. But as always, we also owe an extra special thank you to all of our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine, wonderful, amazing, incredible folks include... Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Fangs, Dan and Twistle, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Eastman 23, Adam O'Sullivan, Octo Puppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Romsky 113, Critter XD, Kitty Kong Fax, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotik, Joshua Hunter, Benny Yao, Azran 127, Black King, Pagrima, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Orem M, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Killamox, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, Kenneth Lee Stingle, Jessica Toad, Deaneth, Kota, Sci-Fi Lullabies, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Justin Matthews, Hubi, Too Much Spaghetti, Mega Conrad, Ascaron 809, Ryaner, Ditto M, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes in 60 Seconds, Nathan Steele, Spicy Panda Otter, The Game Orb, excuse me, Spicy Panda Otter, <laughs> The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Super Gamer Dude 101, Grantles, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Rosa Pardo Bowling, Hasty's Mom, <laughs> Kotar Peck, Scuff 196, Kane Woolly, Skull Kid Tiger, Dark Steel 01, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Cystic Warrior 29, DJ Jurassic, Super Dank Awesome Unicorn Guy, Dinner Sonic, Darik, Jeff Ed, Stagnasty, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Screamo Shaman, Mason Riley, Keel, Santi the Person, Brendan Hesse, Hustlebun, Noah Fitterer, Rizmon, Calvin Atkinson, Hinaru77, Brooke Obscura, and last but certainly not least, Tarvel. Thank you all so much, and every single one of you out there in our audience, thank you so much. Seriously, it means the world to us. And if you're interested in finding out how you can get on this list, as well as do cool, other cool things like participate in our live audience chat, which you can see right here on the screen, head on over to patreon.com slash gbgaming, where we offer a variety of tiers you can start us at, or you can support us at, starting at just $1 a month. But even if you can't support us on Patreon, you can only support us here on YouTube. That would mean the world to us. Hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, ring that notification bell. Every little bit truly does help. And remember, we are giving away a Switch OLED to a random subscriber when we hit 75,000 subs 
right here on YouTube. But that's it from us for today. We'll be back with today's news tonight on Friday, is uh, next, next episode on Friday. But until then, good night and good vibes. Bye, everybody. Take Bye. care.